1: Everyone, welcome back for another episode of NASCAR America here at NBC Sports in Charlotte. I'm here, Dale Jr. with Kyle Petty and Nate Ryan. Yes, Greetings. Nate What's Ryan. On? I know. Yes, a Wednesday debut. I mean, Kyle loved doing the show with you, but I, I, how about Nate? But <laughs> how about <laughs> Nate? Nate here, man. It, it's
2: always exciting when Nate's yeah, here.
3: It's gonna be good. Bring a little bit of a different perspective. I haven't actually driven a race car. I've just watched them go around. A whole bunch. That's
2: good. Well, That's we fair. need that type we of perspective.
1: We, uh, we got. You know, you saw the intro. That's a great intro. I'm excited about the playoffs. We've got 16 guys yep. ready to do battle in Las Vegas. I fly out tomorrow. It's going to be a great weekend. we got the Xfinity Series doing their last regular season race before they start their playoffs. But let's stick on the cup schedule. Uh, what do you guys think about Las Vegas being the first race to start this chase or start this playoffs What do you think, Nate?
3: I mean, <laughs> it's, it's com- completely uncharted territory. Right. And, and not just Las Vegas, but just the first yeah. round in general that you have Las Vegas – you have Richmond, you have the Charlotte Road course. I, I think it's gonna be a completely different look for 2018. And I also think that there are some real interesting subplots because of the way that schedule lays out. Yeah. Primarily I've been beating this horse to death, but Jimmy Johnson is not particularly good, Kyle, At at Richmond, he's obviously, the, the Roval is a jump all, And then Las Vegas, he hasn't won there in quite a while either. And Nate, you said those words on Monday on NASCAR America and got me in
2: trouble for you saying them because everybody <laughs> said I said Jimmy Johnson is not right, particularly good right. there. Thank you very much. I but, stuck up for you on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. But no, you're right. The, the ending of, of the regular season at in Indianapolis and then headed to Vegas for this race, and then we talk Richmond, then we talk the Roval. It is um, it is good thing we're going to Vegas because it's a crapshoot. This first, this first group or this first round of playoff is a crapshoot. Really, you don't, you don't know what to expect.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, with the race in Vegas earlier this year, Kevin Hart just dominated yeah, that race. Right. He was great in those first several weeks. Yes, he was. I don't know whether he goes – that's the one thing I think that I'll be watching is does he have that same distance on the field at this track. Right. You know, he has tracks like that where he goes to Phoenix and just kicks everybody's butt. And so is he going to show up at Las Vegas and be untouchable? It's time for the. This is the thing about the playoffs, and and we look at, we look at the last couple of weeks. You've seen Penske dominate the last two weeks, or win the last two weeks at least. Maybe not dominate, but they've won the last two weeks. And you and we've not talked about the big three as much. Not like we were talking about them halfway through the season. we sort of that that's gotten quieter and quieter and quieter. I think that these guys, shelve their advantage. You know, they don't have to have. You know, they don't bring out all the bullets, the special cars and, and, and yeah. all the treatment, the, the tricks and and, and engineering and, and knowledge that they have goes on the shelf, I think. Yeah. And so they kind of dial some of that stuff out of their cars because it's not necessary to have it in these particular races, especially I mean, obviously they want to win at yeah, Indy. Right. But I think when they get to the playoffs, their performance is going to go right back to where it was. I know we're not talking about Kyle Bush. We're not talking about Harvick. As much as we were, we're definitely not talking about Truex like we were just a few months ago. I think all that stuff
3: is coming right back to the surface. Those guys are going to be dominant again. I mean, it's the first time all season you've had not just two straight races now, but three straight races where Harvick, Bush, or Truex hasn't been the winner. And I think you're right, Dale. I think it's not coincidental. I think that you look at Chicagoland Speedway the last few years and that opening practice, we always see that the 16 playoff drivers they're all in the top 17 or 18 it's just yeah. it's it's not coincidence that as soon as that opening practice hits to start right. the playoffs yeah exactly suddenly all those guys are at the Boom. top yeah. and i know you know a lot of people say ah oh, you can't make too much of over practice but i think that's a message that's a statement that yeah. you want to show up for the first time you're on the track on track for the playoffs and show you're fast all right so uh, this is back to you uh, if if they have let's just say stepped back over the last two or three
2: weeks and taken a breath and said Let's get our yeah. bullets in order. Let's get our ducks in a row. Let's get ready to go. Is that what you guys did at Hendrick? Uh, because, I mean, the the story was always there's a magic switch over there and Jimmy and Ted flip it, and it's in one of those rooms. You know? But is that what you guys kind of did as you went into the playoffs? I think that all the great teams and crew chiefs obviously
1: dial back that aggression when it comes to trying to get through the tech and all those yeah. things and every all the things that they engineer into the body and the chassis of the car. They dial that stuff back to be a little more conservative as they're leading up to the playoffs. Yeah. If you're getting busted in these races leading up to the playoffs, you're just yeah. drawing unnecessary attention. Yeah. And that makes it harder to go Good through point. tech and go through that process yeah. right. in the most important part of the year. That's a great point. When right. these guys show up to Vegas, you talk about a guy that's going to be aggressive, Ronnie Childers, oh. <laughs> Cole Pern. Right. Those guys yeah. are going to be smoking those cars yeah. through the damn tech right. center, man. Yeah. It's right. going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing to watch. Yeah. And you know we're going to see... Guys struggle, I think, to get through uh, tech, and we're going to have a lot of storylines <laughs> with
3: regards to that. These guys aren't going to breeze right through yeah. that. You think Cole Pern's going to struggle getting through tech? Yeah, I think mean, <laughs> he may struggle. I, yeah. I, don't uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, to, to bring up his name, though, Junior, la- last week you and Kyle both said uh, this was the day after Row Racing announced they were shutting down. You felt as if in the playoffs that Truex and Pern would come out guns blazing. yes this wouldn't yeah. affect them at all you still feel that way <laughs> after an Indianapolis race where a brake rotor, one of those things where, again, I don't drive for a living, right. never have, but that strikes me as something that could be a preparation issue Right. and yeah. maybe something that if people aren't as focused yeah. back at the shop, they might have that slip through. I, I thought about that when that happened. I, I,
1: my, I never will doubt Cole Pern's ability to bring a team to the track that can compete and win. Uh, but when you do see that type of an issue, you don't know why that failed. They didn't get to practice. They didn't get to really you know, understand what their tips yeah. were and how to manage that and set, set the tape on the front of the car properly and do those things that you do in practice to to sort of prepare for that brake system to take what it's going to take on Sunday during the race. You don't know whether just the lack of practice led to something like that. Yeah, right. uh, but I, I do worry that it's such a big company. Every race team has so many employees. Can can everyone I think Cole can organize those guys, those road guys. Yeah. I think he can organize cool. and energize that over the wall team. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be tough to get everyone back at the shop on that same page, and that'll be the challenge. Okay. It's doable. The thing that it's going to help them is that they're they have a connection with Gibbs. Yeah, already. And I think that's where they're going to end up. You know, yeah. Martin and Cole, I believe, will end up at Gibbs. So Gibbs has a vested interest
2: in them having some success yeah. the remainder of the season. Obviously, oh, yeah. they don't want to lose to him in the championship. <laughs> no. <laughs> they, you, they don't want to lose to him in the championship. But at the same time, to announce a driver that is the current champion from this year or last year or okay, whatever is a big deal. I, I think – and that's a good point. That's a good point. I think Cole rallies the guys at the – they are a team. They are as – and I've said it before, they remind me, that team reminds me of Will Lynn and Kurt Shalmerdine yeah. and Chocolate Meyer. Yeah. Live together, die together, breathe together. And That's it. Yeah. That team is a team. That's an right. old school team. Right. When I watch them at the racetrack. When I see them in Victory Lane, it's like, first time we've ever been to Victory Lane together. This is great. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's crazy to watch them in Victory Lane. But the guys at the shop are another question. Right. And, and I think... That's the hard part, and, and we'll go back to something that's really not been brought up, and maybe uh, on, on NASCAR America the last couple of days, but during the pace laps, Martin said, my pedal's spongy, yeah. my pedal, I mean, right. that's how quick he knew he had an issue. Right. Now, if your pedal spongy, and you're pumping it, and you're dragging it, and you're on it down the straightaway, and you're trying to get it, and you're on it double what the next guy, you're gonna have a part failure, you're gonna have a, a rotor come apart, you're gonna have a caliper, something's gonna happen. Was that, did that come from the shop? Did that show up that way? Right. You know what I mean? Was something left undone? Did they nut, nut, and bolt it? Whatever.
3: I can't believe it happened at the racetrack. So, yeah, there are those little things that may bite. And it, as soon as it happened, Kyle, it made me think, okay, you're right. Like, those 15 guys at the track every week, they're, they're yeah. tight-knit. And they are like this band of brothers. Yeah. They have that pirate vibe. Yeah. they're rebellious Cole Pern has them believing in each other. But... There's 61 people on the team. So it's the other 45 people or so back in Denver. Remember what Steve Wittart said last week on the show that it's not a distraction when you're at the track. It's not a distraction when everybody's focused on the car. It's a distraction Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday when somebody who might be working on the brake rotors is is fielding calls trying to figure out where his next job is in Charlotte. And I think that's where it, it could be an issue. It's not the guys at the track. It's can you keep everybody on board? Because as Stevie said that's got to be a priority for the team as well. They've got to make sure that those people, their lives, yes. their livelihoods come first And trying to prioritize, you know, the championships is important, but helping those yeah. people land someplace is important too.
1: I think he has enough playoff points that he can, he can withstand a little bit of issue if this continues, if they have some park failures or piece failures, yeah. little $2 parks and whatnot. Let's look at those playoff points, see where everybody's at. Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, 50 points apiece. That's going to carry them all the way to Homestead. I feel pretty confident in that. What yeah. about you guys? Yeah, I
3: agree. I mean, Truex three. had 53 uh, going into playoffs last year, so they're right in that range, Dale. And I, yep. I think you're right. I, mean, I don't see anything taking them out of the the mix. I think the 35
1: image. Martin has is also, com- you know, going to help him and assist him. Uh, Brakuslawski, he stepped up. We all we we all wondered who that fourth guy would be. I think Brad's obviously I'll put himself in that conversation. He's got 10 points over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Clint Boyer was also in that conversation with 15 extra points. So, it's do you guys have like a underdog in this fight that you yes. think can sneak in there and get yes. that fourth spot?
3: Brad Kizowski, right? No,
1: no God, like we <laughs> After went through this yesterday. We went through this yesterday, we through this yesterday with, with.
2: Okay, he's won two races. He still is not my fourth guy. He, right. He's not. Yeah. Because even Brad said it at Darlington. Darlington and Bristol are anomalies. They're not like any other racetrack. You know, you can win right. there and not have the fastest car, not have speed, not have, you just got to make things work yeah. for you. When we went to Indy, he didn't have the fastest car. He just won on strategy. He's not going to strategy, it's strategery, he's right. not going to use strategery <laughs> for the last 10 races of the year. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I just don't, now if you get him to Homestead, well, who's he, he might, Chase Elliott. Oh, wow. Chase Elliott's my, yeah, no, my guy. He's an underdog? Yeah, he's my guy to be that fourth guy. I think yeah. that's an yeah. underdog
3: call. Yeah. You he's know, a, I mean, he's, he's in my four, but I wouldn't say on, he's an hold underdog. Hold on.
2: There, here's, the, here's the way I look at it there's the big three, and Martin is just teetering right now. You know, yeah, they've got yeah. to get their stuff together. And then there's, what, another seven, eight, eight cars that are all the same. Yeah. That are all the same to me. I, I can't really, nobody jumps out. And then there's four that's at the bottom that I think are going to be out instantly. So if I take that middle group, uh, Chase Elliott's my guy. Interesting. Yeah.
3: See, I, I look at Chase Elliott and I see a guy who the last two years, Alan Gustafson has, fi- has figured out that, as you were talking about earlier, Dale Jr., like as soon as we hit the track at Vegas, we're going to be on another gear. And I, when I talked to, to Chase for uh, the NASCAR NBC podcast at Bristol, yes. he was very, very – um, cognizant of that and stressing that, yeah. and I think that again, in the last few years has done that with that team, and they have figured out a way to to save something. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, that's why I wouldn't put him in the underdog category. I I think I might put. So wait a minute, wait a minute. So, we, we're, we're, if
2: he's not a, you're either a favorite like Martin Truex. <laughs> he's he's or, one of my four.
3: Like I don't, Truex probably wouldn't be in my four right now because of what we saw in yeah. Indianapolis. I mean, if I'm looking for an underdog, I think in Eric Jones. Yeah. Uh has has shown deceptive oh, yeah. the guy speed who's the last week. finished few weeks. in the
2: top five the last eight or ten yeah, races. Yeah, but is he's, he's going in ten Yeah. Oh, oh that's my underdog. my underdog. My <laughs> underdog finishes in the top five every week. He's we know we right not now. Not even the top half of the playoffs. I'm, I'm not right saying where I'm just saying how he's running right now.
3: I would consider him an underdog. Okay. I think there
1: you that go. I think it's gonna be you know, Kyle <laughs> Bush, Harvick, I think Truex go. gets in, and then I'm split between Larson and Denny Hamlin getting the fourth spot.
3: Yeah. I like Larson. Well,
1: we're going to find all that out when we go to Vegas. But before that, the fun from Las Vegas begins tomorrow with NASCAR Burnout Boulevard. All 16 Manchester Energy Series playoff drivers will be part of this show. They're going to lay some rubber down on the legendary Las Vegas Strip. Our coverage begins tomorrow at 5 Eastern. Coming up, we'll go back to Indianapolis. Denny Hamlin had victory in sight until a late caution changed everything. Was he right to be mad afterwards? We'll talk about it. That's next.
2: NASCAR America is brought to you by Mobile One Annual Protection. Proven protection for 20,000 miles.
1: The 25th running of the Brickyard 400. This racetrack creates racing legends. And remember, this is the last race of the regular season. All right, driver. You know what we got to do today, man? Make it happen, buddy. Boys, remember, a win gets us in up front yep sounds good pace bars off get ready we're underway with the brickyard 400 smoking in front of you 78. you see it right there we we're gonna have a good day there guys good job with the car yeah it's
0: really fast man i'm sorry about the brakes we got an uncontrolled tire we got a penalty so we'll come back let you win it winning this has been a disaster so far and hey, we
3: got a crash exiting turn too up, check up, check up,
2: check He's going to shoot back up the track. Watch
1: him, watch him, watch him,
2: watch him. Hey, Bubba lost
3: his brakes. Oh, oh contact. You all right? Yeah, I didn't think so at first. so David Starr, Parker driver. He's just tired. What an idiot. How can we be getting into wrecks when we got the whole race left
1: and
2: we're starting hanging back? I don't get it. It's ridiculous. I took out both of our cars. Looking
0: left. Turn in, turn in, right here. Whoa, 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 you going? Back up. I was looking at the i I'm sorry. Can't block you the rest of the day here. Three back
1: to
2: the 41. Here, relay a message to the 22 spotter, please. 10-4. will do. i will let him go every time he's been even close to me. all you're a leap lap or not. If he don't want to do the same, then the next five races have fun trying to get around me. 10 four. I'll gladly tell him
0: the uh, six wasn't too appreciative sure to block him. And
2: I'm appreciative
1: of a lot of things from that guy, so, so what? Boyer now has
3: led the most laps. I think we're going
2: to win this f- down sweet Let him overdrive, stay smooth. Seven more.
1: Crash into short chute of turn three and four.
2: I don't know what happened there. We got into the 96, I guess, or he got into us. What have You all right, man? Yeah, you freaking dive-bombed the hell out of me. What the heck was that? I should have you throw the double zero spotters off the roof. This is yours here. You got the precious tires. Get your marks here.
1: Less than two laps to go. Play test down. The- What's gonna happen down here in turn three? Oh my gosh, this is amazing, Brad
2: Keselowski. They touch again. Clear by eight to the twenty now. That is unbelievable. The Brickyard 400 for
0: Keselowski.
1: Hell yeah, two rookies in a row. Are you kidding me? Thanks, so, guys. Thank you. To pulling you on this
0: race, thank you. Shut the hell the car. Uh, in far away. Make sure you keep your heads up. Our dejection here.
3: What do you maybe need to do to hold them off? Not have meaningless. Guys in the back wreck. I mean, I don't know what they're doing, uh, crashing with a couple laps to go, multiple laps down. Meaningless.
1: There you hear it, man. I mean, there's a lot of (laughs) things. There's a lot there. I'll tell you what. The first, yeah. The first thing I really enjoyed calling that last lap, obviously. That's cool. And uh, we saw the crash that end, you know, that ended the opportunity for Denny to win the race. He was going to win the race. I don't think Brad would have caught him. Uh, you heard Denny's comments afterwards. There's been a lot of talk about that on social media and so forth. He got roasted a little bit by by most of the fan base. What do your guys take on on his opinion of the the
3: drivers or what he said? Right. I mean, I I, I think his heart is in the right place. I think yeah. here's the thing with Denny Hamlin that happens a lot. Uh, he doesn't always choose the the perfect words or strike the right tone. You know, go back to Martinsville last year when he tried to make the apology. He talks about starting 10,000 stock car races yeah. and you know yeah. people like focused on that instead of focused on the fact, oh, he's trying to be contrite, he's he's apologizing to Chase Elliott. So I think this was another example, although a little bit harsher, and using the word meaningless, yeah. I think, was maybe not the word he was looking he's for in that situation. Specific. He's not a word smoker. <laughs> he, he admitted
1: on social media that he had to take ninth grade English twice. <laughs> so, you know, I think he's self-deprecating. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah. admitting, saying, hey, man, you know, I'm I, I, it was poor, poor choice of words. Yeah. I, honestly, you know, when... I, I was talking about this with someone after the race, and they were like, man, that's, that's so messed up. And I'm thinking, well, I kind of know the, I know what he was feeling. Yeah, right. I have felt multiple times <laughs> yeah, anger towards someone wrecking in the last several laps of a race, Whether, and not even races I was winning, you know, race running fifth or eighth or whatever. I'm like, man, we've been running all day long. Can you not get these lap- two laps to go? You can't finish? Like, what is going on? So I've had that same anger. For someone having yeah. a, having a late wreck, because oh. you run all day. Yeah. There's two. There's there's a few times in the race where you just should not wreck. That's the first lap.
2: Yeah. And exactly. that's the last
1: ten laps. That uh,
2: good point. And uh, go ahead. No, no, and and, and, and I, listen, I, I agree, and, and, and I'm going to say this. I've said it as a driver, as a crew member, as a media guy. We have the only sport where you wreck, and I say, what was it like? Right. You know what I mean right. you're right there in the NFL? You get a little time in the NBA. You get a little time, and and you're still frustrated. He had the brickyard. It's right there. It's right there, and then it's gone. And he says meaningless, and he uses a poor word, and then people go back and say, "Well, you never drove for anybody but Joe Gibbs and a FedEx car, and you've always been here, and you've never been there." He has been there. He started there. He started in a late model. He started getting his butt kicked. He started being a lap cart. He's graduated from that. He didn't mean that the drivers were meaningless. He meant it was a meaningless accident. And I defended him as soon as that happened too. Because I I don't, that was not a comment to the drivers. That was not a comment towards those teams. I I don't believe. Yes, I believe they made a mistake by wrecking in the last five or 10 laps of the race. Because I agree with what you said there wholeheartedly. But I'll defend Denny on this one. And, and I'm not as big a fan, Denny fan as you are, because you've got Denny's picture by your office right over there. I can see it on the wall. I didn't. I didn't I, put that there. I'm just. But, but I'm just going to say I will defend Denny on this one because I just think it was it was taken way out of context by a lot of fans. Right. right.
1: I think he just chose the wrong words. But I've had that same feeling about losing a race that yeah. way, and and just finishing a race. You yeah. know, and and you know, I, I, I haven't the, I haven't came that close to winning. The 400? Yeah. What, I can imagine, hey, I've won the Daytona 500. I can imagine well, how yeah. mad I would be for someone bringing out a yeah. yellow with
3: two laps to go and yeah. me losing to Tony Stewart in 2004. And, 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 and I, think I, that, would, I would probably choose the wrong words then. Yeah. I think that was it for Denny Dale. He talked about it Sunday morning in his media bill. He said, "I've won the Southern 500. I've won the Daytona 500. I really want this race on my resume. I want the Coke 600 on my resume." So I think that was, you know, factoring into his frustration there when he got the car. You know, you said something that he might be in your final four. I consider him a little of a dark horse. Why? Why would you put him in there? After his performance Sunday, I was a little. I was really impressed
1: with how well he ran. He had the race won. Uh, it was either I think him or Clint Boyer, yeah. whoever had the pit whoever had the lead on that final few laps or that last restart. Um, you know, didn't anticipate the tires making them a, that much of a difference. Yeah. I actually thought when Denny cleared going into turn one that he wouldn't get caught by Brad. I didn't think Brad had enough car and enough tire. But it it happened quickly. Brad, Brad attacked quickly and didn't allow Denny to get any comfort. You could tell Denny's car wasn't quite underneath him on that restart, and Brad took advantage of that. One other thing I saw on social media, or one other thing I saw during the weekend, actually, that I thought was interesting, was the presentation to uh, Kyle Busch yes. for the regular season championship. Now, take a look at this picture of Kyle. <laughs> you see, he's just thrilled uh, to receive this, this trophy. Thrilled. Everyone in the picture looks ecstatic. Um, <laughs> my personal opinion about this is, to this this does matter. This yes. does matter, yes. right? Yes. It yes. Does. yes. All right, it does. Fifteen There's, points, right? Yeah, it's not just it, the truth. it matters. Yeah. It does matter, and there are other thing. There are other things that would have gr- that would have created a better visual in that moment. Yeah. And yeah. obviously, Brad, I mean, obviously, uh, Kyle is thrilled about the playoff points. Yes. But you can't hand him tangible playoff points. Yeah. Right. All right. What they should have handed him was money. <laughs> good point. Good point. Yes, that, why that, why didn't they I mean I I'm sure that's I'm, I'm, sure I'm everything I'm yeah. sure I'm gonna get uh, some very good reasons from Steve <laughs> Phelps and everybody at NASCAR for why they gave him this trophy. But if they would have handed him cash yeah. and said, Here's some cash, man, and present it in the briefcase with monster logos all over it, you would have got a smiling Kyle Bush for that
2: photo op. Listen, let's go back. Let's go back to the very beginning of, of R.J. Reynolds and Winston. They had points funds that went first quarter, second quarter, a half. That's right. And and, mm-hmm. you, and these guys, you got a $10,000 check fit, which in 1971 or two was a huge amount of money yeah, for right. these teams, for these right. races. And those guys, Pearson and Kale and, and Junior Johnson, they fought tooth and nail for that $10,000 first quarter. Right. Champion, You know what I mean? Halfway champion, stuff like that. And, and I, I think you're right. You've got to make it. It's like, you know, that, that was... And, and listen, I, I use this all the time. That's like, hey, here's your participation ribbon for winning the first 26 races for winning the season right. or, or the, the short season thing or the the regular season. So I agree. You look, put a bag you it. Put look, something. Look at the way those, those Xfinity drivers react to that
1: dash cash. Or, or, oh my true, God. Yeah. True, true, uh, That That program has been yes. very popular. I didn't think it would be. But uh, I didn't think that program
3: would matter to anyone, yeah. but it has become very popular yes, because have. of the money. But an important difference there is it's based on performance. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Kyle had a, bu- had a bad day last year when they gave Martin Truex Jr. the regular season trophy. He had just wrecked while racing for the ring right. with Kyle Larson. I think NASCAR's is going to rock in a hard place by presenting a driver with the regular season trophy right after a race. Yeah. So that's, You're why always gonna possibly that's what I'm have saying, a man. Race. Briefcase full of cash. Briefcase yeah. full of cash. That's, that's going to win every time. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, coming up as we get set to start the playoffs, now a good time to relive some of the memories of racing in Las Vegas. As it goes in Vegas, there are ups and there are downs. Stay tuned. But
2: uh, to have a great racetrack race facility like they have here is just tremendous. But uh, you know, no telling it's going to go next. reckon uh, we could race at Monaco, over in the Riviera, somewhere. If you go, we'll go somewhere like that and race. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Las Vegas Speedway and the grand premiere of
1: the Las Vegas
0: 400. The track is ready. The greatest.
1: They're set for racing at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway in the green flag lanes.
3: But Jack Roush is going to come out a winner in either way, whether Mark wins or whether Jeff wins. Mark Martin now in turn number four. Here he is. The crowd is on its feet cheering for the winner of the inaugural Las Vegas 400.
1: Congratulations,
2: and many, many happy returns. Thank you, Wayne. Hey, what are
0: you doing next
1: Sunday? Could you come to Atlanta and hang out with us? I think we love you. That's crazy, man. It's funny to see that place reconfigured. You know, they added added the banking and all that since then. And that was actually a really, really fun racetrack before it was reconfigured when it was flat. You know, it was actually kind of wide then. But my first race there, uh, 1998 running an Xfinity Series, ran second to Jimmy Spencer. Ooh, and Jimmy Spencer. Yeah, so I was uh, right on his bumper uh, coming down the last several laps, and I'm like, man, this is this is great. I had a pretty kind of rough start to the season. I flipped at Daytona. So I'm sitting there like, man, I'm going to run second in this race. I got close enough to give him the bumper, and I didn't. Because it's Jimmy Spencer. <laughs> and you don't get away, you don't give the bumper to Jimmy no, Spencer. No, you don't. So he wins the race, right? And I'm like, all right, guys, that was pretty cool. And Tony Jr., uh, who was my car chief at the time, my cousin, comes over and he goes, dude, why did you not win that race? We could have won so much money. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, didn't you see the ticket on the dash? I'm like, what ticket are you talking about? And he's like, I bet on us to win. And I taped the ticket to the dash from the casino. You did you not see it? I'm like, no, I never looked over there. And looked. I'm like, not looking at the dash. He's like, I was like, you should have told me to look at the dash. You just told me about to the ticket. I want to move Jimmy Spencer for that. Because it was like a load of money. Our odds were freaking like, <laughs> our doubled odds. your person.
3: Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. 40,000 for the race, 80,000 for the, the sports book. briefcase full of cash. Yeah.
0: See, there we go. We're back yeah. to cash.
3: Now, I, I covered this race, Dale Jr., and I actually have the newspaper story oh, that I wrote wow. that day. Really? Because I wanted to go back and read what Jimmy Spencer had to say because I vividly remember Jimmy Spencer winning this race and coming in and saying this. He said, uh, I, didn't, I wasn't worried about Dale Earnhardt Jr. until four laps left, and then I wondered, where did Dale Jr. come from? I've got to congratulate him for finishing second. He's capable of winning right now. He drives like his old man, and I love his old man. Wow. That's what Jimmy That's had good. to say that day, which
2: is kind of
1: cool. That's cool, man. It didn't feel that way that night in Richmond. I was running one of my first five Winston <laughs> Cup races in 99, and I wrecked him in turn three. I'd burn the brakes. Oh, no way. Yeah. I'd burn the brakes off my car. We came down pit road to bleed the brakes, and we would crack the bleeder on the brakes and shoot a flame out. You know, oh, that's no how way. bad, the, yeah, it was so mad. My, I had zero brakes Yeah. and i just go out there and ride around. I had a really fast car and I'm sitting there trying to pass Jimmy and I can't stop. And he checked up in front of me into three and I spun him out and I'm like, mm, mm. this is trouble. Cause I raced Jimmy just about every week. He run that Zippo yeah. car about yeah. every weekend. Right. I'm like, I'm in big yeah. trouble now. Cause I'm, I'd hit
2: Winnebago in the infield before I hit Jimmy Spencer. Yeah. So I'm gonna think, cause Jimmy Spencer never forgets. Yeah. Remember, Mr. Excitement. He never forgets. never forgets. I remember that conversation
1: that he had on the pit wall at Dover during the TV telecast, <laughs> where he reminded everyone yeah. he never forgets. Um, another tough. I never won at at some of these. You know, we go to yeah. places like Indy. Never won a race there. Uh, hard to describe what that might feel like. Came really close to winning at Las Vegas yeah. in 2014. Ran out of gas to Brad Keselowski there. Brad's, you see Steve, he's upset. We knew we were going to run out of gas. Steve still gets mad. This happens like we would. You, you know, already had a win that yeah, season. Yeah, Yeah, you already had yeah. a win
2: that season. I know. You could gamble. You were the only guy that could gamble like that. I know, that
1: right? but that this happened at Charlotte. This happened, uh, we ran out of gas coming off turn four. And Steve would tell me, he told me in this race, he goes, we're two laps short, we're not going to make it. And so I'm out there saving, and we made all the way to the last lap and ran out. And he's so angry. And I'm like, Steve, you said we weren't going to make it. Why are you so upset? <laughs> and uh, I'm glad we had enough. I'm glad we got far enough into the race to coast to finish third or whatever yeah, we finished. Exactly. You know, right. you know yeah.
3: Vegas was a pretty important place for you and Stevie because in 2011. Uh, we talked about this in the, in the book Leading the Way that, that Steve Wittart just uh, released last month. Yep. You guys had a really magical weekend. I mean, you, you finished eighth, man. but he thought you could have finished top five. And he remembered that there were two really important events that weekend. One was he, that. Look how young Steve. Uh, look at how young he is. <laughs> he was running back then. That's uh, 10 years ago. There, there was a moment when you guys were stuck in Las Vegas Boulevard traffic on Saturday night. Man. And Stevie, of course, being him, is just like, ah! And you were like, yo, man. Just relax and chill. We, we get there. <laughs> we had just started working together
1: in 2011, and it was ter- it didn't go well. Uh, I wrecked our I wrecked our best car at Daytona in practice, and then um, we go to Phoenix and ran awful. We finished okay because there's a big nasty wreck, but uh, just hadn't been great. And me and him were like, this is our last shot, my last shot. Yeah. If, he, if I can't make this work, it's definitely my last shot. And so we go to. Uh, The Glen, and it ain't going well. We're slow in practice. Can't find any speed. We told we're going to go to dinner. Our deal was we're going to spend time uh, waving the racetrack together to build this relationship up. And so we had them dinner plans. We're in the car. He's mad because of practice. I'm kind of. I'm. I'm, I got questions. And he's. He. He. He really. He like gets animated about the traffic. And I was like, Hey, man, you got to calm down. You're driving me crazy. I was like, "Ah, We can't. We can't do nothing about the traffic. Cause so let's just sit here, yeah. turn on the radio, and, and just take our time getting to the ding restaurant. So um, the next day, we're practicing, still not any good. And I said, I'm going to sit in this holler, and we'll figure this out. And we changed the whole setup, went out there, ran in the top five all day long. We drove up into the top three, and me and him both, like 100 laps in the race, both came on the radio. And we're like, man, this is going to be fine. We're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be okay. That was yeah. Not time. just
2: today, but... For the rest of the season. But don't don't you find that, and, and we both worked with a lot of different crew chiefs, there comes that moment with a new crew chief where you know, okay, we're going to be good. Or there comes that moment where you're like, this is never going to work. Never going to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that that's interesting that you're out there and you're in the middle of the race and it's like, yeah, it clicks. Yeah. We're, we're good with that.
1: You could tell it on the radio, me and him both had this like aha moment where yeah. I'm like, man, we're going to be fine. And because it, it was not looking very good. <laughs> it really wasn't. And me and him were both puzzled. But that, that I don't, you know, I don't have wins from every racetrack that I ran at. But I do have, the, have those kind of memories that were pivotal in our in my career for whatever reason. And
2: there's some good ones uh, at, at Vegas. I need to ask Nate this question. Nate, did, did every article that you write, there's the do your parents save it or does your wife yeah, save it? Is this or, I mean, how do you <laughs> have an article? I, I, I mean, I, I just want to know are I you are it. you a scrapbooker?
3: Or, I mean, I'm, what I'm, not a, I'm not a scrapbooker, but I'm, I'm a borderline hoarder uh, no when it comes way. to That's things the, I wrote. Hold so it up. So yeah. That is. This the, is legit, man. That is actually, that was. Um, the the February 28th, 1998, San Bernardino Sun. And actually, um, the oh, front page. The uh, Joy's upside down. Yeah, the joy went upside 20 years down.
2: Years at... ago, people. This paper's 20 years oh, old. Check it
3: out. Also had a story on the front oh, page. Oh, look at that. He had just won the Daytona 500. That's this right. was three weeks later going to the first cup race at Las Vegas. So it was kind of an earnhardt off awesome cool. sports section. That's cool.
2: Good job here, yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks, Thanks for
3: asking. Yeah. <laughs> give us
2: a tour of your attic sometime.
3: <laughs> That's all we'll
2: we Do you do. have
1: any special memories from Vegas as a driver? From Vegas
2: um not
3: really one night I was gambling about 3 o'clock in the morning but that's a whole other story so we can't get into that right now you've never been like antsy in traffic I'm sure on the strip ever You know, never it's... ever never ever <laughs> antsy in traffic no
1: after that I don't believe I ever drove into town, town to have ever, dinner <laughs> <laughs> after, you know, yeah, I was always staying again, at the track again. just to eat at the track when we come back it's your turn to join the show we'll answer some of the questions the fans have sent in today on social media guys so don't go anywhere
0: NASCAR America is brought to you by Mobile One Annual Protection. Proven protection for 20,000 miles.
1: As we do on Wednesdays, it's time to answer some of the questions you've been sending us with the hashtag Wednesday which are always
2: appreciated, of course. So let's get right to it. Kyle, you're going to read the first one. I'm going to read the first one uh, because Dale doesn't yeah. like talking to himself as much as <laughs> I like talking to makes, myself. So, that would be so weird. this question's him. So from Michelle Olson, one of the Olson twins, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dale, hey, Dale Jr., are you going to drive the pace car for the Daytona 500? Yeah, see, I don't know that I've committed to that. And I don't so know cool. that I've been Indy asked Daytona- to do that. The Coke 600, Darlington, Well, I did Darlington, the, well, I did the
1: command yeah. to start the engine, so yeah, pace car's next. Call me up, Daytona. that would be good. Chip Wow, you got my number. <laughs> Call my I man. Drove the pace car at Indy. That's a great experience. Kyle, you ever got to drive the pace car? Yes, I did. Is yes, it, I did. Is it
2: not fun? It is fun. fun. It, listen, it's it's fun. I don't like getting run into like you were getting bumped up. but I told you. But that's because that's, you, you, know you can't knew retaliate. Yeah. You, you can't, you can't was retaliate. Right?
1: Okay. Yeah, Kyle come up to me. He's like, hey, man, um, boy, if I wreck you, you think everybody get mad? I said, I was like, I don't know what. This I don't know. Remember Richmond? Well, yeah, ten years ago. Yeah, that was my Well,
2: ten years ago, actually, Kyle, yeah. it
1: didn't go so well. But I was like, Kyle, if you don't bump me, I'm going to be mad because everybody yeah. bumps the everybody pace car, and I'm, pace I, car. I want the yeah. whole experience. Yeah. So thanks, Kyle, for the bump. And uh, I had a lot of fun. I was really more nervous than I should have been. Good, great escape oh, route too. Oh, funny part. Yeah, Went over part. the fence there. That was yeah. good. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where I was going to park when I got done driving down well, pit classic. road. Classic. I thought they parked the pace car at the end of pit Road. Yeah. And I pull over there, and, and uh, Buster's in the car with me. He's like, got to keep going. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So I'm driving, and I drove over to turn one just right inside the access road, and yeah. I see the pace car driver, uh, Brett Badine, standing there by himself with nothing around, right? And, I'm, and I pull over there, and I'm, I'm thinking in my head, I'm getting out, and I'm going to be standing here. Where do I go? <laughs> and he goes, I hope somebody's here to pick you up. I'm like... Don't see anybody here. me. <laughs> and he hops in the car, closes the door. And I'm standing there next to the pace car. I thought you'd go over the fence and get and come around. How did I get time. out of here? <laughs> there's nothing. Not even a gate. There's cars racing. Yeah, not even a gate. There's cars racing <laughs> like feet away. I'm sorry. We're getting, my producer's sorry, yelling side at me. Sidebar. <laughs> yeah, sidebar. All right. This is from Jason Hackett. With Vegas getting a second race, which other track? With only one date, would you love to see get a second?
3: I hate to say this, Jason, but none of the above. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't want any I don't tracks to have another. I don't want to yeah, really yeah, race point. anywhere twice. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I would like to see some. I, I agree. Say, and I like Daytona
2: a couple of times and, and some of these. But I, I'd like to see everybody go to one. Right? Yeah. Everybody go to one. And let's consolidate and make it special. Yeah. Let's, make them events. Let's. Sh, we don't have to
1: shorten the amount of races. Yeah. Let's shorten the time of the yeah. season. Yeah. Run on some Wednesdays. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do even some double-headers and stuff like that. That could, could be an opportunity. But I think they should go to all the racetracks once and then add Iowa, Nashville yes. Fairgrounds, some places like yeah. that. That, that would be cool. be cool to be having them yes. back, back on the schedule. All right, Kyle B., he's wanting to know, I've always thought with many cup drivers running in the Xfinity Series, should NASCAR consider adding races to the schedule? Most drivers run both events now, but instead of more weekends, what about just more weeknight racing? I don't think you know we need to do any – you guys can touch on this, but – I don't have a problem with some of the cup drivers running the Xfinity Series. That's a whole other ar- argument and a conversation that we've had on this show several times. Uh, I don't think we need to add more races or weekends. No. We- he says, though, what about more weeknight racing? I love the idea of weeknight cool. racing. Yeah,
3: yeah. Especially, you know, Brad Keselowski has talked about this, that dead of summer period, June, July, where NASCAR could really, Max I think, fine. own some yeah. Wednesdays in yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, um, I-, I think if we're going to move the needle
2: on this sport, we need to move the needle on this sport. We need to do something big. Um, whether, and we did the stage racing, that changed a little bit. But let's do something different. Let's, let's make Wednesday nights, NASCAR night, or Thursday night, right. NASCAR night. Let's make that night. Yeah. Um, who you wanna t- tune in to watch a NASCAR race?
1: Yeah, we're learning, we're learning how to consolidate the schedule with the two day shows yeah. and so forth. It's making it more and more feasible to be able to do a Wednesday night show appreciate those fan questions, guys. That was great. Send them in again next weekend with the hashtag Winsdale. As you know, everything is streamed now, but if you want to watch some good vintage racing, you have to find it on the VHS tape. When we come back, we're going to find out what race from the past is in my VCR today. everybody this time of the show is uh, what's on the vcr uh this is a new segment <laughs> i brought a vcr tape to the show last you started week it. i brought this vcr just to get it flipped to digital so i could have it right and uh, the guys stole it put it on the show last week and our producer barnes thinks it's going to be a great idea to have this as a segment every week yeah. so i've got to find a vcr yeah. in the basement of my house that's pretty rare i did not do that all right i'm sorry but, Nate, you did. So, Nate I, has I a did VCR. watch the show, Dale. And
3: you're right. not the only person with a working VCR. You're learning a lot about me here, Kyle. Not only do I have oh. newspaper tapes, I also have VCR tapes from the 1990s. Okay. And taped a lot of races when I first started following NASCAR in the late 90s, early 2000s, and still have many of them on VCR. And one of them was uh, you at Richmond, Wow. actually. Hey. Ah, uh, uh, there we go. It was actually 20 years ago yesterday. And uh, another Jimmy Spencer moment. You, um... He, he led a few laps in this race and you ended up triumphant. This was your six of seven victories of your first championship series Ooh,
0: in the wow, a open series. face helmet. I there. got that helmet. I know. A <laughs> open face I helmet. I still have that.
2: That's cool, man. Definitely down a few pounds. Um, That's cool. That's cool. Hey, you, when you look back and you see stuff like that with, with that seat and those helmets and stuff, yeah. what do you think? How do, I, it's I, like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I kind of miss the seats. Um, yeah. the, <laughs> I'm with you.
1: I'm with you. The big carbon seats are a lot more safer, I yeah. think, you know, supposedly more safer, but they were harder to feel the yeah. car, those old butlers. Yeah. And, and they, you, could, you felt like you could feel the car and feel the tires yeah. and the grip. There's Jimmy Spencer again. See, I knew yeah. if I wreck him at Indy or yeah. I wreck him yeah. at yeah. Vegas early in yeah, the year, he's wrecking around. me right here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's thinking not. about it. And if you look at that car real close, it's a red chassis. We brought that car to – it was a short track car. And it was a drop snout, and we call it the red stepchild. Oh. And so we take that car and win. We won like six races in, uh, in a couple of years. Great race car. That's back when you ran race cars long enough to yeah. actually – you know, have a personality and yeah, pers- named
2: them. I, I, I just, you, you use the word drop snout. Remember yeah. when you used to talk about <laughs> yeah. drop snout? I know, man. nobody knows what drop snout I know, snout and all this stuff, man. So It was much a trick lingo, clip. a trick yeah. front clip, and, and uh, we were real proud of ourselves. Yeah. Those were the good old days, man. They were, man. But you did, you're, and you're right. You ran a car long enough, and it began to flex a little bit. It began to move a little bit, and it developed a personality, and you said, this is a good one. And how many times did you hear guys say, won six races in that same car or run yeah. this many races in that yeah. car? It just Crazy. seems like the, we,
1: I tried to get in a habit of naming cars at Hendrick, and uh, you just don't have them long yeah. enough. You know, they don't. you don't get that relationship yeah. that you, you used to get with cars that you would run all yeah. season long. So That's it's fun can. to relive all that stuff. Uh, thanks, Dave, for bringing that yeah, up. Thanks, I, I, that hope that, I hope that you leave with that and it's not in <laughs> my car on the way home. Uh, We've uh, we've almost uh, got time for our shout outs coming up in this next segment. So stick around. We're gonna have shout outs coming up next. Thanks for coming back. It's a part of the show that I really enjoy called shout outs. And we kind of see stuff that we enjoy on social media or what have you. And uh, this is my shout out this weekend, Las Vegas motor speedway Uh, turn four. It's about to get turned up. And so they've got a Ferris wheel, as you see uh, cool off in the swimming pool. You got to play some games, listen to a DJ and have a great time. There's drink specials and all that. You see the hours this is what I'm talking about. I gotta, you know, I've been, you know, saying over the last several weeks about, I love it when the tracks do yeah. things that add to the ticket. You know, we can't just depend on an amazing race. Yeah. And so at Darlington, they had the college section off of turn
2: two. This is a great idea.
1: Incredible, man. And that's a great way to engage that younger demographic and get those fans to come back. They're going to bring all their friends back. They're going to go home and say, we had a blast. (laughs) We're coming back next year. And so what they're doing at Las Vegas Motor Speedway should be a lot of fun. I told Marcus Smith he needs a Ferris wheel at every racetrack. (laughs) That's a great image. Put it on the list. That's
2: a great image. Great image.
3: uh, Nate, what's your shout-out? My shout-out is the man on my left here is going to be announcing the 25th anniversary oh! Kyle Petty Charity Ride tonight. Yes, I am. The route, the anticipation is killing me. I can't wait. Me. I'm going to be on a plane when it's you're unveiling me. this, but Thank you. I want to hear it. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, I'll tell you all fair since you're going to be all on a right, plane. Thanks, to
0: man, appreciate okay, it. my <laughs> shout out
2: is to the acknowledged king of throwback t-shirts, oh Dale Jr., right here. But just as in the t-shirt game, or in the race game, in the t-shirt game, you always got to be looking over your shoulder. There's a younger generation <laughs> with a throwback coming along, and they're Honing you, and here's my oh, throwback. Like this is Overton. This is my little boy, Overton the patty. <laughs> there it is. Shout out that that's from 1996, 97, 20. It's a three month old and a 23 year old onesie. That's my shout out. Look over your shoulder. That's Coming at you, buddy. That is awesome. <laughs> That's cool. Coming at you. I, ni- I got a
1: 1981 Dale Earnhardt t shirt that is perfect for Isla right yes, now. Right Like now. it's that size. Oh, we got to do it, man.
2: We got to start the, game. Start oh, I'm the bringing, game.
1: I'm bringing the heat, buddy. I'm telling you. Well,
2: what do we got? Yeah. What are we going to close out with here? Oh. oh, look, what a fence. There you jump. Man. I told you I had yes. to jump a fence. Oh,
1: check his credentials. Yes. That'll do it, guys. <laughs> Great show. Remember tune in tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern for a special edition of NASCAR America.
0: This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings.